Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Outside the Barn Podcast, brought to you by the good people of New Amendment. I'm one of your hosts, Kendall Shell, along with me, my guy Blake Hoffarber, Trevor and Bachway. Blake, Trev, you know, fortunately, I'm back down here in Dallas, Texas right now, but I think both of you are up, uh, up in Minnesota, so I have a feeling how it's going, but how's it going for you fellas up there? It's going all right. We had good good holidays, good New Year. Now we're getting pounded with snow up here, so <laughs> that's not good, but uh, doing all right. 2023 is upon us. Yeah, same here. Um, I'm looking out my window right now. It's probably, what, five inches of snow. We're canceling a bunch of activities already at the high school that I work at. And, but, hey, it's part of being Minnesota. Sometimes I question my, you know, myself and why I'm living here still and not in St. Louis and Dallas like you, Kendall. But we're here, and I'm excited to see you guys again. It's been a while. Yeah, man, it's been a while. It's been a while. So, first of all, like we said, man, it was the holidays. It was a good time. I know Gopher fans are probably interested. Both of you, great, fam- uh, great family men, obviously, right? You both have children, so the holiday season probably looks a lot different than someone like myself, right? Got myself, my fiance, right? We we're around the fam, but man, I guess Blake, talk a little bit about the holidays for you now. I know Gopher fans are used to you, you know, on the court, right? But like, talk a little bit about family, Blake, right? What does the holidays look like for the Hoffabers? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. I mean, everyone that you know having kids or not, it's a good time to be around family and extended family and. I got two little girls, so one's four, Tate's four, and and Ren is uh almost two coming up in March. So a lot of wow, and a lot of Santa (laughs) Clauses that we're seeing, and a lot of presents being opened, and a lot of uh, different festivities. But they had a you know good time. But it's good to have my oldest go back to school because it's uh, it was a fun couple weeks, but also uh, a lot of ups and downs. I'll say that. But no, all in all, we were healthy and happy, and everything went well. Trev? That's good. Well, I could imagine having two under four. Oh, my gosh, Blake. Uh, I have two. So my son's 15 now, actually, that's which is crazy because you guys met him probably when he was four. And my daughter's six. But the uh, holidays were good. Um, I think it's always a nice to just take a break from work and, like, all the stresses of life and just get a, you know, a chance to spend time with your loved ones and just, you know, share those moments. And so, like, always the holidays are always special to me. But – uh, I'm excited. We know today was our first day back at school, so I was excited to kind of get back into the swing of things. And now it's basketball season again, once again. And we got Wisconsin tonight for basketball, so I'm just excited again just to see all the sports and you know get things rolling once we once more. Yeah, man, that's what's up. No, I know basketball season here is good, man. Before before we move into those X's and O's, let's 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 finish off with. I have an interesting question for you, Blake. I'm very intrigued. You know, with your with your kids. Um, at what age is it the right time to shoot, to teach, you know, the young Hoffarbers how to shoot a basketball? Because I'm wondering, like, when are they going to get that Blake Hoffarber jump shot? Oh, they already have it. They got it. It comes out of the warm <laughs> kettle. It comes out of the warm. <laughs> I figured. I figured. No, no. It's, uh, I don't know. I My parents have um, videos of me when I was, like, two on a Fisher-Price who down in my basement watching Sesame Street and just shooting jump shots on a, on a little tyke hoop. So I don't know. I think it's when you can actually get, you know, shoot it up there. I think that's when it, when it starts, but I don't know if they're going to be basketball players or not. I, they, they shoot it every once in a while, but my oldest is into, into dance right now. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 
I don't, Ooh, I don't know how much you can help there, Blake, on the dance front. Man, I'm, I'm a good dancer, though. You guys just stop it. Rain. Stop. Just you know, no. Hey, if we could pull some clips of uh, Blake dancing, can we pull them, please? <laughs> please give us one. We got to find the clips. I know you were in the pregame circle one time. I know you were in the pregame circle. At least oh, one. yeah. Every time. I was the guy. Where you at? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what's going on. But all right, man. Before we get you dancing anymore, let's <laughs> let's move. Let's move on, man. Let's talk a little bit about basketball. Trev sounded excited to talk about. It, so let's go over these X's and O's. I'll say, you know, before we even get started, I think none of us are excited to talk about the X's and O's just because of you know the product of the season so far. But I think also. We understand, man, the journey, right? You know, it's a marathon here, and we just got to get into it and really kind of understand where this gopher season is at, right? Is it lost? You know, is it hopeful? You know, kind of what's the outlook? So let's look back to last week's game. So first, let's talk about Arkansas Pine Bluff. We were able to get a win against Arkansas Pine Bluff, you know, not a Big Ten caliber team. You know, it wasn't probably the competition they faced when they played at Purdue, to open the Big Ten, really, but they they were able to string together some good runs. They were able to come out with a victory, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, that game, Blake, the importance of it, and just kind of your thoughts from it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't think any of us were envisioning – I mean, we all had expectations and, and we were level set, but I don't think anyone thought it was going to be where it's at right now. I don't think, um, you know, the Alcorn State game, you know, it's tough to get wins in general these days, and especially when you go from what I don't like, playing a Big Ten team to go play non-conference, go back to a Big Ten team. I just, you know, that's that's hard to get up for those games, and I know everyone says you should get up for every game there, but when, you know, student section isn't as full, the crowd's not as full, it just can be tough, and, you know, those are the games you can potentially lose, and thank gosh they didn't. But, um, you know, I think... You know, we, we, we're going to have a, a, a season of ups and downs just with this team. They're so young. We got a lot of youth. Um, I think we got to get better each and every game and at practice. You know, the old cliche, right? Every day you got to win. And, you know, I think as the season goes on, the, the players are going to mesh. I mean, we need battling Garcia and guys like those to, to mesh together, play with each other um and, and get better all together because you know this isn't going to be a year you know let's be honest we're not going to win the national title this year I mean like you know something crazy could happen but I think we got to focus on getting better each and every day each and every game and I think it'll be a big success if where we are right now to where we are at our last game at the end of the March you know uh if we got better and and how different of a team we are and I'm hoping to say we'll be a lot different than we were than we are right now and I think that's what that Gopher fans got to focus on versus instant gratification of obviously we want to win, but we also want to get better and, and make these younger players improve. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, for sure. I think we, yeah, sorry. You'll go Kendall. No, I was just going to say, I agree. I wanted to, I was going to ask you a question based off that thought Trev was Blake said the term mesh. I feel like I keep hearing that. I keep seeing that, right? Like yeah. it takes time for them to mesh. Talk to me about that, Trev. Like, who is that really on? Because I'm truthfully actually trying to figure that out, right? I want Dawson. I want James. I want all these guys to mesh. But it's like, is it these guys to figure that out, right? Is it is it their job? Is it all their job to figure it out? Is it the coaches? Is it both? Whose job is it to figure it out? And when is it going to happen? 
to be honest with you, I've been surprised that that's taken this long. Like, you know, beginning of the season, we've been saying since day one, okay, we got, you know, 12 new guys in. It takes time. Uh, Jamison was out hurt. So, you know, you know, he had to get himself back in basketball shape and playing with the guys. But, hey, it's go time now. <laughs> like, uh, but for them, like, I think it's the perfect setup. You know, you get Wisconsin at home to start the, you know, to start this actual real journey of being a Big Ten, you can pull this one off. Then you got Nebraska. Like, that's two wins. Like, that kind of helps you build uh, momentum. But by this time of the year, let's be honest, like, they they, they should know each other pretty well. Um, it has been hard to see, the, you know, just to see the last few weeks of how they've been playing. Let's be honest, as basketball players, like, you know, like, to Blake's point, like, yeah, it's hard waking up to, you know, Chicago State, no offense, or whatever the case may be, especially after you just play Mississippi State, Michigan, these powerhouses and their conferences, and then now you have to um, bring your own energy because, you know, you don't have the energy from the crowd because students are all gone. But right now, hey, I put it on Dawson and Jameson, too. It's like, you know, you're our leaders. You're our two best players. Uh, Dawson, like when you come in, like that's just that's just part of being it. Like you know, we all face that those same uh, critiques and stuff like that as us being you know better players on our team, and it's just it's just part it's just part of it. And they have to take that next step, and I don't know what that looks like for them. I mean, you got to put some onus on the, the coaching staff too. Like, how do you get your guys pumped up? How do you get them ready to play? Um, Michigan, I was kind of disappointed because they just you know from the first half it was just like okay, they just were there just to be there, and. Uh, but I, like I said earlier, I think it's a perfect setup for them having Wisconsin a big, you know, border game for us, and like, you know, that's our biggest rival. You know, you knock them off, and then you come back at home again on Saturday, and you play Nebraska. That's two wins. Like you know, now you build momentum. Now you get the crowd excited again. The players have their confidence again. Now you're rolling. You know, but hey, that's part of going. You know, playing in the Big Ten. There's no easy matchups, and like right now, it's going to be a true test for them, really, because this this season can go either up or down quick. And, uh, you know, for their sake and for our sakes, as you know, as Gopher fans and Gopher alumni, like we want the best for them. And I think this this next patch of five games is going to be, you know, crucial for the rest of the season. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. You talked a little bit about that Michigan game. You felt you said you felt like they were just kind of there. Right. I was honestly yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I think that was a game where I was like, we talked about this earlier in the season. Us three, they got to figure out what their identity is. What is their identity going to be? That game, I was like, what is their identity? I'm like, what can we even – like, what can I say, hey, let's get to this team, right? Let's get to doing this. I don't even think they know that. I don't think I know that. I don't know if you guys know that yet. But that was a major takeaway I had from that Michigan game is like, you know, what what do we do? What do we do well? It doesn't have to be – very well. It's just like, what can we hang our hat on? Is it going to be defense flying around, getting up and down, you know, shooting it well, pounding it down low? I just, I don't know what that is yet, but that was my biggest takeaway from the Michigan game. I wanted to jump to you on that one, Blake. You know, what was your thoughts on that Michigan game? Like, what did you, what did you feel from that? Um, that's going to be, I mean, Michigan's probably at the time, I think they were towards the bottom of the Big Ten, actually. I think it was like, we were 14 and they were like 12 or 13. So, you know, it's not going to get any easier than that game. But what are your thoughts from that Michigan game? Yeah, I mean, I was actually there and it was, you know, I'm going to be honest, it was really tough to to be there and watch it. Um, you know, I think to your point, Kendall, our team, you know, let's be honest with ourselves, we're not going to win off, off talent, right, this year. We're not yeah. – we don't have just, you know, five-star athletes on our team coming in. They can just show up and – you know, walk through the motions and get the win, right? We got to be scrappy. We got to be up and down. We got to hit shots. We got to 
do the little things to to scrap out games here. And I just feel like we did not do that at all that game. And that's something I think they got to get better at and realize, right? They got to they got to be scrappy. They got to be diving on the floor. They got to do the little things because if we're going to act like, hey, we're coming in and you know being a P- Purdue with the studs they have, and you know, you know, we got some studs, but we're not we're not like some of these other teams. So they got to do some yeah. of these things to scrap it out. And to Trevor's point, I think momentum is huge, especially in the Big Ten. And I lived through that. I mean, I went through ups, I went through downs as a team, and you know, I think it, you know, as much as you say, it doesn't get in their head. You know, when they start losing and, and the crowd starts grunting and groaning and booing, right, you, you can rattle off 10 losses in a row pretty quick. <laughs> Before um, you know it. So, so they got to, you know, even if they're going to lose, I mean, they can't be getting blown out by, by 20, 30 points in some of these Big Ten games or else it's going to be a long season. We all know that. I think that's probably for me has been the most, like, interesting thing, like how hard they played last year. And, like, you know, like every – they're in most games and it's just like, you know, you play hard. The, even when they were losing, like, you know, the fans were always, like, we're, they're excited because they're seeing guys, you know, dive on the floor and do those small things. And, like, this year is just, like, what happened? Like, what, like what's the difference? Like, what message is not getting, you know, across to the players or coaches? I don't, I don't know. It's just it's, it's night and day almost, you know, essentially with the team that was probably less talented on paper last year. Yeah. And compared to, like, how they're playing this year. Or yeah, lately, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes to not to, to blame it on Dawson or Jameson because that's not at all. But I right. think if I were one of them, being the star player on the team, I would show the rest of my team like, let's start this, and I, you know, dive on the floor, grab a loose ball because that's contagious. And then when you see supposedly your best two players doing that, right, or your best two players, you know, other players are going to start doing it, and you feed off each other's energy and play. Um, so that's kind of, you know, you know, put it on the coaches, but you got to put it on the players too. And the players got to get motivated. And if you're not motivated to play in the big 10, like you got a problem with yourself because they better be ready, especially playing Wisconsin tonight. Cause that's a border battle. And, and one of the most fun games I've ever played was, you know, always playing Wisconsin. Yeah. Hey, Wisconsin's going to be ready to come play today. So we have to, <laughs> I hope that we show up and we should at least compete. Yep. You know, it's, this is just about competing. It's something we've, we've said a hundred times already. Exactly. Hey, that's the thing. Like, unless the talent is just that much better than you, which we know it's not because we have all big 10 caliber players, then it's like, at the end of the day, it's just competing. So how do we get them to compete? And yeah, Trey and Blake both, that's good points. Like, I don't know what message where it's getting lost. But right now it just seems like they're not competing uh, at that same level that they were competing, you know, at last year. And like, you know, when you play like a Chicago state, right. And you only win by three, it's like, you know, what are we doing here? Right. That's why you're losing to Michigan. And that's why you're losing to a Purdue like you are. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, I think all of that pressure, all of this, I guess, I would say failures early in the season, right? All it does is makes them stronger. I think we've talked about it. They have a lot of young guys. Um, hopefully, hopefully it helps them, right? Hopefully it helps them. But we talk a lot about Jamison. We talk a lot about Dawson. But I want to talk a little bit about the other guys too because I, I don't want to make it seem like, right, it's, it's just all on these two guys' shoulders, you know. Has there been guys, you know, Blake, that you've seen step up on your end that you've liked from your side, you know, since the beginning, right, that's kind of, been the one I know like the last game I'm pretty sure Arkansas Pine Bluff looked like Brayden Carrington was the leading scorer right so we hadn't seen him earlier in the season so it's nice to see guys like that step up but 
who are some other guys where you've seen besides, you know, the Dawson and the, and the Jameson that you've seen glimpses where you're like, hey, we need these guys to really step up? Yeah, I mean, I think the the unique thing is like every other game is, you know, I think this is going to be the team where besides Garcia and Battle, like you need someone else to step up, kind of like Carrington did the other game. And Payne, I think, has been a, a bright spot throughout the year. And I wanted to keep going because, you know, some of these young guys are fun to watch and see the growth. But, you know, and Ola Joseph, you know, he shows glimpses here and there. So I think all three of those guys have been doing a good job. It's just – you know, if we can get them all doing it together in the same game, I think that would be huge. But um, the the more important thing is I want to make sure the young guys, especially Payne, Joseph, and Carrington, don't get into the culture of losing too, right? Because, you know, Carrington came from a, a winning program, especially Mr. Basketball, et cetera, right? And sometimes you get associated with losing. I don't want them to, you know, get into their head like, oh, losing's okay, right? You know, we, we, we lost a bunch of games this year. I want them to still be like, we're not supposed to lose, right? And build that culture within the program, especially as the young guys. Um, but to your point, Kendall, I think, you know, Carrington, you know, had a good game last game, obviously, leading scorer. I think Payne has shown glimpses throughout the year. I'm excited about him, and he's actually surprised me this year. Then, like I said, Ola Joseph, you know, you know, he – he can be up and down, but I, I like his his style of playing. I think he can be good. We just need him to continue to keep getting uh, improving all three of them throughout the year. Completely agree. Completely agree. I think Pharrell Payne, you know, to your point, I think he has all Big Ten in his future, right? If he if he's yeah. around, I think he has a boatload of potential. And yeah, to your point about them getting complacent and being okay with losing, I think that's huge. Right? I think that's huge. I think. In a way, you want to be supportive of guys in this 2022, I would say, right? It's a new style of coaching. I think we can all agree that. It's not that old school style of coaching anymore. You know, anybody around basketball knows that. But in a way, you've still got to make those guys feel it, if that makes sense, right? You got to make them feel like, guys, like, this is not okay, right? It's not okay at all. Like, you're the main Division One school in this state, right? St. Thomas is there now, but... The Gophers are everything, right? You open the Star Tribune, you have the Twins, you have the Vikings, you have the Timberwolves, you have the Gophers, right? Like you, in a way, have to hold yourself to that same standard. So I do hope that they understand that and they do take these losses hard because they need to learn from them and they need to get better from them. Like we can't we can't get complacent because <laughs> I think Trevi said earlier, if you lose one or two in the Big Ten, like, I think our senior season, right, we were supposed to be like a top five finish, and we started out 0-5 in the Big Ten, and it happens quick. Like, it happens quick. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, to your point, too, like both of you guys, it's like I know we, we talk a lot about Jamison and Dawson just because, like, they're, you know, our, our captains and leaders. But also, like, you know, as other guys, is you know, being more consistent. And, like, you know, guys have shown in flashes, like Pharrell and Carrington. And, like, you know, they they have a bright future with us. Um, but now, it's, you know, they always say after your freshman year, like the second part of the season, now you're a sophomore now. It's like what, you know, what uh, developments are, you know, are you what changes are you going to make? Like what, you know, types of leadership are you going to show? Like what's, what does this look like, you know, for you? Uh, you're not a fr- – after January, February, when it comes to basketball, you're not a freshman anymore. Like, you've been around long enough. You know what it takes. You've seen the competition. So, um, I also want like – so, I guess well, for me, like, I don't want to, like, you know, keep harping on Jamison and Dawson because, like, we know their greatness that they have. 
but also it takes you know it takes a village it takes a whole full team like you're only as good as your you know you're the last person on the bench and I think you know they just kind of have to have that mentality like everybody has to be ready just to step up and do their part yeah. it's easy to point fingers at one or two players or coaches yeah. oh coach is not doing this and that and that's like no what are you doing how are you contributing like well, how are you showing up what's your role knowing your role defining your role and doing your role Right. I think we hear about it all the time, too, like those player type meetings. Like I think it's got to be, you know, at this point, right, they've got to come together more, you know. And a lot of times just and this is me on the outside looking in. I'd imagine no one's really leading a player type meeting right now just because, right, they have a young team. They have a lot of new guys, like not too many outspoken guys. And so it's like that's got to happen at some point. You know, you got to you guys got to come together. You guys got to figure out, like. We're the ones out there at the end of the day, you know. You can run whatever offense you want, but at the end of the day, 70% of the time is going to come down to the end of the shot clock. Who's going to get a bucket and who's going to get a stop, right? We know how it is. So exactly. I think they've got to figure it out. <laughs> and, you know, you're, to your point, Trev, like I, I don't love the whole Big Ten thing where you play a few Big Ten games and you're at a non-conference, but in this scenario, I think it helps a little bit. So they do see like that Purdue and that Michigan game, like guys, like, you're really about to get into this. Like, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. So that's kind of where I do like that, that whole change and where things are at. But yeah, I just hope a lot of more guys step up. I mean, I want, I'm really excited to see which guys do step up because it's going to be tough. Uh, but my favorite so far, I've got to say is Josh Ola Joseph Blake, like you said, just because of his style of play. Like I'm not even talking any production right now. And I'm saying Pharrell Payne's a potential future big 10 player. Probably a couple of years he has under his belt as a Big Ten player. But what Josh Ola Joseph does that you don't see on a stat sheet, like the guy can guard one through five, right? I've seen him guard a point guard. I've seen him guard, you know, the Big Ten probably player of the year in Zach Eady. So it's one of those things where with him, with the other freshmen, with Dawson, with um with Dawson and with everybody else on, you know, upperclassmen, like they have potential. I think it's going to come together. It's just going to be a matter of them coming together themselves and not going to be all on the staff and all on coaching. But, you know, to that point, I am excited. I am excited to see, you know, some new things and see other guys step up coming into the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, too, like all their Big Ten losses aren't bad losses. <laughs> like you go at Purdue, you lose to like, you know, the big fella Purdue's a monster. I don't know what he had, like 40 and 40 or something. Then. <laughs> You go to you know, well, <laughs> you play Michigan, you go against Dickinson. Like Purdue, like it's I don't know like, where I don't know where Coach Painter gets these players. Every year he has a new seven footer out of nowhere. It's just like how? Every year. And but, but, uh, like you said, regular yeah, seven footers. They're never regular seven footers either, though. They're like Oh, seven, it's like seven eight. Seven <laughs> four. It makes it makes no sense. But that, that that's that's a good point though. Like that Purdue game, like I mean it sucks, but where are they ranked now? Number one in the country. I couldn't have asked for a better first <laughs> game for a team like this. Like, y'all know how hard it is to play at Purdue. It was literally like David versus Goliath with Edie and that team. So you can only go up from there. Like, they got punched in the mouth harder than you could ever get punched. So it's like they won't go up against a team or a matchup probably greater than that Purdue matchup for the rest of the season just from their lack of experience at that time and all those little things that played into factors into that. So, uh Yeah. It's, it's very and Michigan. Michigan is a good team. I've seen Michigan they play are. a couple of times. Like they, they, they're a good team. Yep, they are. <laughs> like so, they are. Yeah, I mean, I, I go to your point. I mean, it's not like 
I think the main thing is people to see maybe effort and kind of what's transpired with some of these losses. But to your point, the two, you know, I think it's two losses they have in the Big Ten are not terrible. So, you know, let's let's look to 2023 here and start off tonight, right, and see what they have have to come. And I'm not I'm, I'm not going to lie, winning in the Cole Center is really hard. Um, and, and Wisconsin's is a good team, but you know. Let's let's give them a, a good game and at least see some positivity, especially with these 12 days of practice they've had to show them, hey, are they a new team or not than what they've shown over the past couple of months. Yep. Yeah. No, Blake, that's a yep, good point. Go ahead, Trent. No, I think like today is just going gonna, gonna to be a big reflection on, you know, where this direction of this team wants to go. Yeah, like to Blake's point, like Cole Center is not easy. It's not easy to win on the road, especially at the University of Wisconsin. I think Blake, you got to win over there, right? Yeah, I think I was fifty fifty in my career there, which is not 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 too shabby. I'm pretty sure I got one win there, but I was at Marquette, and then we lost. We uh, Rodney missed a free throw. I'm gonna throw him out there to uh, win the game. Yeah, throwing him on the bus, huh? <laughs> Did you miss any free throws that earlier that game? Or I, know, probably, right? yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I think I missed about seventeen free throws that day. But you know who's hey, counting? Man, it's crazy. <laughs> you missed the last throw. Rodney's fault, right? <laughs> <laughs> the first story of the day and is Rodney's fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's a good point, man. That's that's a good point and a good segue. Let's let's leave all those recaps. Let's leave twenty twenty two in the past, right? We. We lost to Purdue. We saw what that is. We saw what the other guys are. Let's look ahead to the future. You know, let's move to the scouting report of what we have coming next. And what we have coming next is what you guys, you know, just started talking about, and that's Minnesota at Wisconsin. Um, you know, I feel a lot more confident in this game. I'll be completely honest if that said Wisconsin at Minnesota. I think you guys probably can agree, right? Like, it's, it is difficult to play in the Cole Center. Um, so it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for these guys. They're going to have to be ready to play. Like this is a border battle, right? Like better dead than red. Bo Ryan isn't there anymore, but you guys know the same. So it's like, we're not trying to lose this. You know, I've been over there at the Cole Center freshman year on the bench and I heard what that student section says to us. And it's like, no, we don't like Wisconsin. Like we don't like Wisconsin what? at all. Are there going to be students in the building right now? This that, is a good time to play on the road right now. It's a good time to play on the road because the fans aren't there. That's true. That's true, and that's a good and that's a good point, Trey. I mean, that's a good. Keep keep going on that. That's a good point. Like where, if there are if there are students, like you know, what are the keys for them to come out with a win against Wisconsin tonight? I think one of the main things is they just gotta start off with good play i mean the moment if we get down quick i mean that's not easy to come back with a wisconsin team if you get down especially 10 points etc to start so i think starting off on the right foot is huge in this game and, and keeping the crowd out of it like trev said the student section hopefully won't be as big because students are still on break but you know keeping the crowd out and getting getting confidence within the team and i think this team needs to treat it like Hey, it's a new year. It's a new season. It's 2023 now. They can pretend it's the yeah. start of the Big Ten, right? You know, and and if I were them, I'd get a little pissed off. I know previous podcasts we've done is, you know, at least historically when I play, I never wanted to look at social media, right? Because, you know, yeah. you never can believe all this stuff. You know, some people you get too down or you get too high, right? But, you know, let's be honest, some of these 
these kids and, and athletes are looking at it right now for sure. And reporters are asking the questions. So they need to get a little pissed off internally to say like, okay, half of these Minnesota fans are writing us off right now and don't want to talk about gopher basketball. Cause we, we have kind of quote unquote, maybe failed or struggled throughout the earlier season this year, but Hey, let's prove them wrong. And they got to have that kind of mindset going into this game and the rest of the season. Man, I'll be so excited once they like grasp like that whole like I don't know what Coach Johnson has to do today. Like he has to bring out his best speech ever. Like he has to be one of those like I'm ready to just like to die, you know, jump off a bridge for you. You know, like us, you know, that whole us against the world mentality. I think that was always my favorite parts as being a competitor. Like, you know, when we walked in, we looked at each other like, okay, I know I could count on Blake. I got Kendall. We know we got our team. Like it's us against them. And like I don't I don't know if they have that same feeling. But no, hundred percent. We got to do tonight. the whole Michael Jordan thing, right? He'd find a reason, or Kobe Bryant, right? He'd find <laughs> a reason to not like someone just on the court for that game and get pissed off and like have this killer instinct, like I'm gonna eat this player, you know, I'm gonna crush him, right? And that's what we need somebody in our team that starts that, right? And right now, I don't exactly know. I mean, I'd throw it back to you guys. Who's that guy that starts that mindset on our team? I think one of the things is, do we have that? And if we all don't know right off the bat, like that's probably a problem. We need someone that do that does that. And not everyone's got that personality to do it. Let's right. be honest. You need, but you still need that one person to kind of have that killer instinct where you know things are going poorly, and everyone looks to that player, even if he's not a star, even if he's not yeah. a starter, even though if he's not playing a lot. But everyone, you know, looks to that player like, all right, let's let's ride on his back and and you know let him. Let them get our, our mindset back. No facts. So that question to you guys, do we have that player? And I think someone needs to come out and be that player. Yeah. It's kind of that, that dog mentality, right? That, you know, that, you, you know, if you get into a fight, you want that person to, to lead you guys to battle, right? Man, that was always the best feeling. Like, you know, Blake come out, hit the first two threes of the game, or Colton come get a block and dunk on somebody, Rodney do a 360. You're like, okay, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready, especially on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like those first five minutes. Yeah. We'll find out. I don't think none of us feel confident answering that question. I think right now it's, it's I don't know. I don't, I don't know either, man. But yeah, that, I mean, you, you knew like, there was never a fear in my mind, right, going up against some tough teams like uh, Michigan State, like the Draymond squad, right, Trev, when I was a freshman. Like, it didn't matter because, like, we had guys like Trev and Rodney. It's like, yo, to be honest, like, <laughs> we know if something goes down, these two are going to get in. I think the rest of the Big Ten knew that too. I think a lot of it had to do with Trev yelled at the top of his lungs every time he dunked it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, was what fear tactic. I don't know what it was and what he did, but – I mean, we went up against those guys in practice, though, too, and we knew. We was like, yo, like, you come in, try to get a rebound against Trev in practice. I'm like, Trev, like, you're not – we're not counting rebounds here, right? But, like, it's serious down there. I don't know if there's – I don't know if there's a guy that they have to do that this year, which is – unfortunate. I would say Josh Joseph, right, is probably the one that we know, like, could be that junkyard dog type person, right? But is he ready to do that? Can he be that leader? But keeping it real, man – from what you're saying about this, Blake, like we, we got to keep it a hundred guys. We know about this day and age and this goes from the NBA all the way down to youth sports about competitiveness, right? Like do they even have it in there, right? Is it ever going to be that same competitive drive against the Wisconsin, right? What do we talk about all the time? Like, 
all these NBA guys are friendly now, right? That's what the old school NBA players say. Like, I don't want to sound like that old school college player, but facts are facts, right? Like a lot of guys are friends now, do social, do whatever it may be. So like, how many of these guys are really stepping in between the lines? Like, yo, I want to really go at these guys next. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'll pass it to you guys. Like, how realistic is that even to ask of guys in this? I, mean, I think, I think times have changed even since I played. I mean, I think, I do think it's a little buddy buddy mentality, and I think part of that people can say is AU, but we had AU back in the day. But um, right. but I think that is somewhat in corporate. But I see it in the high school level. And Trev, you're a coach in the high school level. I mean, you go out and people are hugging and high fiving the opposite opponent, you know, before the game and laughing with the player during the game. Like jersey that just didn't really happen back in the day. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I knew Trevor, I knew Al, you know, but when I played, you know, Trevor or Al, like I wasn't buddy buddy during the game or even before the game. Like after the game, sure, let's you know shoot text back and forth and slap each other up, but like I'm not going to be buddy buddy with someone that I'm competing against. And I think goes into college too. I mean, all these guys know each other, um, and we knew each other too, but it's just a totally different mindset and culture of. Um, I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know what it is, I guess. And, and Trev, I don't know. You see it every day, but it just, every time I watch a, a game now, it just seems, even the NBA, like you said, Kendall, like these guys, and that's why the old guys hate on them all the time. It's like, you know, nothing matters until the last 20 seconds anyways, because they're playing buddy ball the whole time and, you know, <laughs> right. putting up stats. Yeah, I always feel like, feel like it was easy to blame AU, but then it's like we were playing AU. Yeah. It wasn't as hype as this, but we were playing nine games a weekend. We were traveling the you know the country like we we were out there. I think yeah, I don't know like you know we were rivals. Like we we played on opposing AU teams. I hated Blake, but I loved it. You know, I respected his game, but I was excited. We you know we went to the University of Minnesota because I knew like his you know who he was. Um, but also the day like you know when I played when Magic was there, when, you know Cole Allrich and John Lewis, like I wanted to show them like you know. It's about Howard Pulley or whatever the case may be. And I think that's – it is a lost part. I don't want to blame AU completely about it. I, I, it's just a different generation. I see it too. You know, you see the fake jersey exchanges after the game. It's like, we need to do this. <laughs> I think part of it is – I was just thinking, I think part of it right. is guys are moving around so much. Like, they don't get their 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 crew behind them, right? You're not like a family as a team because – you know, with the transfer portal and just people transferring all over the place. It's like you got new guys coming every year, a new team. Like you can't – That's true. You don't have the four-year teams where you came in with the freshman class of four of you and you went through four years playing for the U or for Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I guess, is a bad example because they tend to have those four-year players. But you don't have that crew that you just ride and die with, you know, blood, sweat, and tears for four years with these guys. So by the time they're seniors, they're like – I'm not going to, you know, be unsuccessful here. Like, we need to figure this out. But nowadays, it's like the mindset, oh, if we don't, if we do kind of shitty, right, I'm going to transfer and go to the next school, then I'm going to go to the next school, right? So you just don't have that killer instinct anymore. Well, part of it, too, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, how the practices are. I'm sure they play hard. But I remember our practices were harder than the games. Oh, yeah. Like, going against Colin Ralph, like, Andre Ingram, like all the players we had, like, you know, the competition was always there because we had 10 guys who could like legit play. Obviously, everybody wasn't going to play, but like I just remember sometimes, you know, getting to a game is like, oh, this is easy. 
you know, I, I don't have to battle against Colin. I don't have to battle against Damian Johnson or, you know, try and chase Blake off of the screen somehow. Like well, I remember, like, yeah, it's like when Colton would set screens, you know, in practice on people, like you weren't getting a screen like that in the Big Ten, so it just prepared you. Like someone else would hit you with the big screen. It was like, oh, I've, I've, I feel that every day. Like that's nothing, right? And I think that goes to the, you know, having those guys in practice to make you yeah. get better. I mean, people get better in practice, not games, right? Game, You know, practice prepares you for the games, but – if you don't have those players diving on the floor, setting hard picks, yeah. rebounding with authority, how do you expect to do it in a game when you're competing against Michigan State or some of those big Big Ten yeah. teams? You don't. So it goes yeah. back to practice and having your own guys on your team that create that energy and um, – you know, talk hey, somebody has hey, somebody has to be the bad guy. At the end of yeah. the day, somebody has to be the bad guy. Like I've been, uh, you know, not that I'm proud of. Like you know, I've been in scuffles with teammates. You well, know, I was going to say, I wonder if there's been a scuffle in <laughs> practice this year. Maybe there has, but like, yeah, I remember Al and I used to have fights yeah. in practice. You know, not that like we were fist fighting, but like you know, yeah. pushing and you know, he, I'd hit him off the court, or he thought I did something chippy. Like you'd get after it with each other and. You know, I remember Spencer Tollickson when I was a freshman, him and I would at it. Like, and I was considered a nice guy, but I didn't, you know, you don't want to back down and you want to create toughness and show that you're tough, right? And then that helps other people, um, you know, create that same mindset. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's a good way to combat it. Like, I remember Trev, I mean, when he was, I think we were just going a little losing skid and like, you, Trev, would come into practice with a different mindset. I you first you like oh, we better be mad, but I think that's what it was. It was like yo guys, like for real, like we don't take this serious. Like he probably was like yo, if y'all not trying to win, at least I'm trying to go make some money, right? Like now you're playing with my livelihood. I think guys have to look at it that serious too, right? They have to look at it that serious. Like a lot of them, like one through thirteen on the roster, can go make a lot of money if everyone takes it serious. It doesn't matter how much you play. Like, I have guys from my squad that's overseas still playing. That's making money that average like four or five minutes a game. So it's like I hope they understand and really take it that serious. Um, but to the topic, you know, that you guys brought up of being more buddy-buddy and it could be AU, it could be social media. Like, I agree. And I, I just want to pass it back to you guys. I never want to be hypocritical and be like, oh, guys are so, you know, they're soft these days or they're too buddy-buddy like I mean, if y'all were 2022, right, put yourselves in, in their positions, right? Would you kind of feel like you'd be going through these same sort of motions of more of a buddy-buddy type person, right? Like, like, would you be in that same scenario? And if so, like, I mean, what what would y'all have to do to get out of that, right? Like, would you be as – I don't, don't want to say cause... Trev, Trev, before you jump in, you know what I mean? Like, transfer portal, everything. Like, you wouldn't have been like, hey – let me get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, this is a whole new era of basketball. So I don't want to be over here talking like, you know, we know it all and we wouldn't have been doing the same thing. Because I'd be 100. I know a lot of teammates during my time that probably would have transferred right away. Or no. would have taken How many times? We, we've all had those conversations a million times. Well, I'm about to transfer. Oh, I'm leaving. Coach mm-hmm. said this. I'm done. I'm not playing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we have the – accessibility that they have now, the resource they have now to transfer, a lot of us would have transferred. I you know, I would I came back home. I transferred myself, so I can't I can't say nothing. Yeah, yeah but you would have probably the the point of how easy it is to transfer now, I mean you guys back in the day, or you guys, me too, if I were to anyone were to transfer, you had to sit out a year, right? Yeah. So and now you can transfer and go play right away. I mean, so it just creates the ease easier mentality that 
you know, it's tough on coaches. Let's be honest. Like, if you got a guy on the bench that thinks he should be playing, like he's gone. So then, what do you? What does Ben Johnson do? Like, does he, you know, play that player? You know, even though the season's not going well, and maybe he's not ready, just to make sure he stays the the, the coming years. Like, he creates a tough culture for the the coaches too. But I don't know. I still go back to your question, Kendall, and you know, I think there are certain guys that you know have that mindset of like, you know no, this is not happening. I'm going to be a dog. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to be tough, you know, and, and you can't fake it, but there's some guys that have it. And when, when challenging times happen, they're going to overcome them. And some guys are going to run. Right. And yeah. not saying everyone who transfers is running away from it. Cause there are good scenarios and, you know, the transfer portal is good for certain people, right. You know, if, no. if they need a, a change and not every culture, not every school is perfect for that person. So it is, it is a good thing, but, you know, you got to find that, you know, Kobe Mamba mentality or Jordan mentality where something pisses you off, even if you have to create it internally to, to fire you up and and use it on the court or in practice or against a different player, you know, to, you know, I don't know, be better, be a better team. And, you know, that's something that I think kids these days, kids, you know, I, I laugh when I say that, but athletes these days, maybe some of them have and some of them don't. And I think the ones that, have success going to the NBA have it and the ones that maybe have yeah. talent but are more buddy buddy quote-unquote soft don't have it and people are seeing through them but even so that the social media aspect too is like I was always following you know Jerry Selinger and Draymond and George you know like all the big 10 guys on social media like Twitter Facebook but also at the end of the day like I wanted to beat them yeah like that was it <laughs> so it was like you, you could be social media friends like that's great but at the point, like, you know, I want to, you know, I had an exchange with Jared Sullinger before. Like, he showed a picture of him dunking on me. I showed another picture of me blocking a shot off the glass. And it's just like, that's just, that's competition. And the day is like, yeah, we can be friends. Like, you know, I like your stuff. But then, day, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying when to. When you win. guys would laugh about it off the court, but when you get on the court, like, yeah, you want to laugh about it. You, you, you wanted to, I mean, let's be honest, Trev, you were probably trying to prove, like, hey, I'm just as good or better player than yeah. he is right now. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why that's I think that's the part I'm just confused by sometimes. Like you could be friends with somebody, but then it's like I don't know. It's a competitive nature. Like I'm trying to like you know I love you, but I'm like Jordan Taylor. I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to embarrass you. I want to dunk on you, and I'm gonna throw it. You know, so like it's just from the social media part. It's like it's uh, I don't know. It just it confuses me sometimes when like it's I don't know when they act like they just can't compete against each other. Like it's gonna like ruin something. It's like that's what you're doing. You're playing a or, sport. Or they're gonna get hurt and it's gonna affect how they play in a game. I mean, it's it's all rest days and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we didn't have that. I remember you'd get hurt and if you didn't play in practice, you were worried about your starting spot in the game a week from now. Yep. So you just went out there because the moment someone else got in your starting spot, like it was iffy. Yep. Especially if they go off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Devo Joseph go for 30, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I've been like, yeah, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> it's a whole no, different no, era. No. It's a whole different era. That's a, that's a good point, though, Trev. You can't blame it all. You can't blame it all on a social. I think it's just, yeah, it's – guys, just – the idea of winning and competition just – it doesn't hold as much weight anymore, I don't think. I don't, I don't think it holds as much weight, I think. Other gratification is sometimes more important to guys. And I think that's the unfortunate part of it. Um, and I'm not saying that that's on our guys at all. That's just college sports and the college landscape, you know, in general. I think that's what we're talking about. And that's just sports in general, from youth sports all the way up to the NBA. And 
at the end of the day, change is inevitable. So social is just going to keep getting crazier, right? We're going to start having guys playing with cameras, probably mounted to their jerseys at some point in time here. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be like a lot that's going to change. And to your point, Blake, it's it's tough on coaches, right? Like it's almost a double-edged sword they're playing here where it's like you're going to play a guy that's going to transfer even though he's not, you know, immediately helping you, but you're going to take this loss. But then at the end of the year, they're going to transfer and they're, all the fans are going to say, hey, this guy keeps losing all his players to transfer for. You know what I mean? Like it's very tough. And so we're going to – it's going to be – it's going to be a matter of the coaches that are able to create new coaching models, in my opinion, right? The ones that are going to be able yeah. to really incentivize guys to compete, right? Kind of give them that get it from the mud mentality, knowing that these guys have NIL and social media and everything else surrounding them. It's going to be hard as hell, but it's going to be the coaches that are going to be able to understand how do we get that old school Trevor and Bakwe mentality on a kid who also is getting that $10,000 a month NIL deal with the guy he's doing a podcast with on the rival team. You know what I mean? Like those are going to be the scenarios that are going to be coming up. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and I'm excited to see how it goes, but that was a great little word we had on campus there. Um, but, you know, looking forward to these next few games we have here, Wisconsin, Nebraska. After those games, man, I'm hoping we come back 2-0. You know, if we don't, mm -hmm. then we don't. And like we talked about, they're going to have to grow. They're going to have to take those losses to the heart and they're going to have to they're going to have to move in and, and move on from them. But um, well, let's be honest, it, even if yeah. we lose a couple of them or both of them, like let's just have good games. Let's let's be a good right. team. Let's defend. Let's dive on the floor. Let's let's work hard. Right. The worst thing we want is and two in these two games and we lose by 15, 20 points in both of them. Right. Or having a blowout and we come back at the end. But, you know, let's have it be a close game and something that Gopher fans can be proud of to watch. Um, and, and something that came to mind is last year, you know, why was it different last year compared to this year? And part of it could be you you had those guys with that mindset. They were all mid-major transfers coming back here. So they wanted to prove like, damn, I should have been a, a, a Big Ten player from the start, right? I've proven myself. I want to prove it now that comes back and I can play against a Michigan State, a Michigan, a Purdue even though I was at George Mason or William and Mary or wherever these guys were coming from. And, and do we have those type of guys this year? I mean, you know, Jameson's still part of the team, but, you know, he proved himself last year and he he got to where he's at now. But some of these other guys are coming from high school, right? So they don't maybe have that that mindset like I was overlooked or, you know, I, I should have been where I'm at now and I'm going to be that dog against these guys. So they got to they gotta create that within them and hopefully get these – uh you know, have, have good two games here and hopefully get some wins. hundred percent. What you think, Trev, what's your, what's your fighting words for the guys before we go into these two games? No, I agree. I mean, it's a long, it's a long season. There's still a lot of basketball to be played and the beauty about college basketball used to have the tournament. <laughs> you said you have a lot of more opportunities to like, you know, to, to turn things around. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully they can win these next two, but even if they lose the next two, like Blake's point, like it's still, I don't know whether they have like 14 more games or whatever the case may be, including the Big Ten tournament. If they want to go on a run there or where the case may be, it's just – but it's just about fighting. It's just competing. Like, it's you and your brothers. Like, they just – that's all you got to do. Like, you know, you're playing – it's a tough competition. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you're playing basketball for a living. You're playing at a big university. And you have you have opportunity to, to make some noise still and, you know, change things around for your, your program. 
Yeah. So I know. I agree. I agree with both of y'all, man. Like at the end of the day, shots gonna fall, shots aren't gonna fall, but they just gotta compete. They just gotta compete. <laughs> yep. And I want us to understand what their identity is at some point throughout this Big Ten season. I hope after these two games we have a better glimpse of it. And to your both of your points, I think that identity's gotta be to compete, right? At this point in time. Like they just gotta compete because I think that's kind of what the identity of last year's team was. They were selfless and yep. they were competitive. Right. No, there wasn't a player out there. Dawson had the accolades, but in no way was Dawson just ball dominant. They were, they were a selfless team and they competed. And so I want to see the same thing out of this year's team. I just hope that we don't, we're not saying the same word for the next three weeks. Like if we're having the same conversation three weeks from now, it's just like. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I'm going to call in sick. I'm going to call in sick. <laughs> exactly. If, we, if we're talking about competing, identity, and meshing, then let's call it. We'll call it to the next season. But. In all seriousness, <laughs> we in all seriousness, they need to check all those boxes though. And they need to they need to go out. I almost said compete again. They need to go out there and compete and and win. And so I, I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited. And I think these guys can hopefully, you know, turn this season around a little bit and, and get some excitement for the fans. But um same goes with the fans, man. I hope the fans bring the energy as well. It's not fun playing in a in a quiet arena. It's not fun playing when you know every time you mess up the fans, you're going to uh and gasp. So, end of the day, everybody needs to bring it, man. From fans to us alumni to players to coaching staff. And at the end of the day, we'll, we'll turn this thing around. But thanks, fellas, for talking today. As always, it was great. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Outside the Barn. For Kendall Shell, Blake Hoffarber, Trevor Mbakwe, Sky Yumai, and Go Gophers. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.